0: 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 Be sober minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour resist him firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world I'm Maddie Rivers thank you for listening one of my very favorite things to do is to look at passages really dig deep into the passages that are skipped over misunderstood or uh, taken out of context and taught wrongly. This is one of those passages that I never really heard being taught, digging in deep to the passage. A lot of times we have the wrong mentality of who we are individually and in Christ. We look at our sinful selves and we think of the victim mentality. We are the poor little bunnies that are in need of rescuing. But our sin actually paints us more as the big bad wolf. Not just a wolf, but the big bad wolf from the fairy tales and storybooks. We're the ones causing trouble. We're the ones causing destruction. We're not these majestic creatures and we're not these poor little helpless bunnies. We are in fact the villains of the story. This is what sin actually is. And God gets rid of sin two different ways. He overcomes and conquers sin in us. Two different ways. One is the second death, the lake of fire where there is gnashing of teeth. The other way is by way of the cross. This is why we are to take up our cross. This is why we are to crucify our identities. I like to say our identities because that can be misunderstood. I'm not talking about physically killing yourself. I'm not. I'm not talking about um, you know uh, trying to practice some crazy ritual or whatnot, but spiritually, your spiritual identity in sin, that sin needs to be crucified just as Christ bore our sin when he was crucified. We need to give up our life like he gave up his life. And when we do that, we exchange our sin for his identity, for his life, our destruction for his life. The big bad wolf gets put down gets suffocated and makes room for this majestic creature, the Lion of Judah. Now we are the Lion of Judah by way of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came down in the flesh and he perfected the law in his body. He looks to manifest that life through us now. And so it's the same life only it's being manifested through his people. We are extensions of his body, his spiritual body. He is the head and this is our identity. So it's a trade-off. We once were villains and now we are members of the body of the hero. We belong to Christ. There are a couple of different ways to look at it. One is that we think of ourselves as the hero again this is the wrong mentality it's like the whole victim mentality i'm the little bunny and then here comes god and he gives us uh god abilities we have these superpowers and now we can overcome anything we are more than conquerors we are the 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 big superhero that's gonna knock down and tear down all of the big bad wolves that comes our way but the fact of the matter is is that We are members of his body. He is not a member of our body. We belong to him and he is the victor. He is the one who is so much more than a conqueror. So what happens when we face trials and hardships? These things are necessary. And each of these things are redeemed to be used by God to destroy the sin nature. Every time you face a temptation, every time you face a trial, this is an opportunity to flee from the sin and cling to Christ. But there is a warning for every hardship and every temptation. This is where we come back to uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 and 9. Specifically says, Scripture tells us that in these trials and temptations, recognize that you have an adversary out there. It's not just you. It's not just your sin. Recognize that you have sin in your nature apart from Christ. It's just you. That's sin, right? So you can't provide anything. You can't establish any, any life. You don't have any life apart from Jesus. Jesus has all of the life. So what you need to do is you need to remove that. You need to nail that to the spiritual cross. Suffocate that so that you can make room for Jesus. Less of me, more him. I must decrease, but he must increase. Now that that situation is taken care of, be aware that you have an adversary out there that is looking to reestablish that sin in you. Why? Because he is a slave to destruction. And so once were you. As a sinner, we are the slave to destruction. Now free from sin, we are a slave to righteousness. Jesus is a slave to all that is good, all that is light actually that's that's an all that is good and all that is life is a slave to him he would be the king of kings he would be the master which is kind of a kind of a terrible solution on the other side of things is the devil he's a slave to destruction he has to submit to destruction he has no say in and of himself but Jesus Jesus is making the rules on the other side so it's a complete verse on both, reverse <laughs> it's a complete verse it's a complete reverse on both sides Jesus is making the rules and everything submits to him versus the adversary, the devil. He doesn't make the rules. He's a slave to the opposite, everything that opposes the rule maker. Now that you have overcome your sin, now that you're fully clinging on to God and Jesus, recognize that you have an adversary in each one of those trials and temptations. He prowls around. Like a roaring lion. Be sober minded, is how this starts. Be sober minded and be watchful. Don't be relaxed. Don't be, yeah, there's a sense of security, and you're not supposed to fly around in fear. In fact, the word fear, which translates into a handful of words in, in scripture, is phobeo. Phobeo is um It has a couple of different uses. One of the uses is to flee. Being afraid of something so bad that you flee. You take flight. And this is really intense fear. Because you're not just walking away. You're not just turning away. Or even running away. What you're doing is. You're flying away. Take flight. And the other side. Which would better apply to Jesus. To Christ. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. To be afraid of the Lord is to be petrified where you stand. And that paints a picture of copying, being frozen, copying a rock. You are imitating a rock. You are frozen in place. Jesus happens to be the Rock of Ages. He is the cornerstone by which the house is built. Everything is about Him. He is the core. He is the foundation. So the fear of the Lord is complete opposite of the fear that we experience everywhere else. Everywhere else, when we experience fear, we're being thrown around. We're flying through the air this way and that way. We have no foundation anywhere. But the fear of the Lord paints a very, very different picture. We're solid. We're firm. Be watchful and sober-minded. And with the fear of the Lord, you Do not move every trial and temptation, just like you're mimicking the everlasting. God doesn't move. God does not change. When you have the fear of the Lord and you mimic the rock of ages, you yourself, you will not move. This is summed up is what an imitator of God looks like. Don't be so relaxed and don't let go. Don't get comfortable. Recognize that you have battles to face. Your sin needs to suffocate. Your sin needs to be put on that cross daily. Pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. Now troubles are going to come your way. Be sober minded. Not just for the sin that wants to be reestablished within your heart, within your mind. It wants to take control. It wants to be the boss again. Every day you have to defeat it. And every day it's struggling to be your boss. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. And there's an extra reason to be sober-minded and watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour. He's looking for that someone to devour which is a very interesting picture because God is the Lion of Judah, right? So we have two lions here. But if you notice, in Galatians 5, it talks about the attributes of God, uh, the attributes of the Spirit. Right? These are the fruits. When somebody is de- displaying patience and self-control, we know that the Spirit is moving through them because that's an attribute of God. These are two qualities that lions demonstrate when hunting. They're looking for that, that um, one animal within the herd to take down. They're looking for that animal to, to isolate from the rest of the pack, to close in on. They're looking to, uh, to focus on their next meal. And of course, it's going to take a lot of work. This is the process of hunting. They are patient, they are watchful, and they are waiting for their opportunity to strike. A lot of times, you'll see multiple lions from the same herd that are looking, especially because you're, you know, the bigger the animal is, the more food that you have. So lions are looking to take down that big one. These are attributes that the devil himself does not display. Our adversary does not practice patience. Our adversary does not practice self-control. And you get a sense of self-control when a lion hunts. Because that hunger, that lion needs to hunt smart. That lion needs to be quiet, needs to be patient. It needs to hold back. Wait for the right opportunity to strike. Otherwise, he loses his dinner. And that's not at all how this passage describes our adversary prowls around which describes you know looking for something to devour he prowls around actively on the hunt and he's roaring alerting everyone everywhere what he is doing where he is If we have ears to hear, we're not only going to hear the word of God, but we're going to recognize the roar of our adversary. We're going to hear him a good long ways away. We're going to hear that roar and say, ah, danger is coming. That trial, that hardship is on its way. With it comes our adversary. But by the fear of the Lord, I am established. I am mimicking the rock, the rock of ages, not just any rock, not just like a celebrity rock, no, 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 the rock of ages is here with me. I'm standing firm, I will not be moved. Why? Because he doesn't move, and I am a member of his body. So when you see the destruction of sin, when you when you look around, when you, see, when you recognize the destruction within your heart and your mind, when you recognize the destruction that is in somebody else's words, the spiritual destruction that lays there. I'm not talking about emotional destruction. Oh, offense. Oh no. You just tore out my figurative heart, but actual spiritual destruction, the lies and the manipulation that will pull somebody away from their, you know, the attention that it, that is set on God. Here comes somebody with their lies and manipulation and it pulls the attention away from God. This is destruction. This is spiritual destruction and this serves to hurt the people around us. Recognize that it's not only our sin. Absolutely, there is sin in our heart and in our mind, but there's also an adversary. When we're fighting against ourselves, be alert, be be sober-minded, be watchful. Don't just overcome the sin that's currently there. But be watchful that somebody else is out there that wants to help your sin reestablish itself as the boss because this is how destruction takes place in our lives. Your adversary, the devil, gives much warning that he's there. He who has ears to hear, let him hear the life that the word of the Lord brings. Let him hear the roar of your adversary. He's looking to destroy you. That's his job. He destroys, and he is a slave to that destruction. He cannot escape it. He has no self-control, so he alerts you when he comes, but you will not hear it if you're too relaxed, if you fall asleep. Resist him. Firm in your faith. That faith is so much strongly is is <laughs> so much strongly. I, I can't pronounce words apparently. That faith is so much stronger when we have the fear of the Lord, when we're petrified in the Lord's presence. Put yourself in the Lord's presence. Focus on Him. Don't focus on the, the roaring lion coming. You hear that, you focus on the Lord, you imitate the rock of ages. This is your faith. You stand firm and that lion, that adversary, that sin, that destruction can't touch you. Jesus, the rock of ages, has overcome death. The cornerstone is so much more. Stand firm in your faith. Resist the devil. You don't have to flee. As long as the Lord is with you and in you, you can actually just stand there. And nothing can touch the lord and lastly know that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world i talked about the big bad wolf and part of the really cool package of you know being a wolf and, and you know what they do they're pack animals there's there's a sense of community among wolves which is exactly what we are called to do We are called to community. One of the biggest lies, one of the biggest, I'd say attacks that we have spiritually, especially spiritually, I would say physically, but especially spiritually and emotionally is loneliness. And there is a lie that our adversary uses time and time again against us is that you're alone. This is one of the doorways to to reestablish the sin in our hearts. So this is one of the temptations. He's like, oh, this is hard. I'm overcoming this sin and that sin. I'm watching God overcome all of these things in my life. And it's, it's really hard to overcome, you know, whatever the temptation is. But I'm doing it. And I don't have any support. I, I don't have anybody immediately around me. I know I've faced that. I know my wife has faced that. I know that there are believers that are facing that where you are fighting our battles in our life and we don't have anybody around us in our, you know, neighboring us that'll say, yeah, you're stay on track. Give us, give some encouragement, stay on track, be strong in the Lord. You're doing the right thing. You're watching the Lord overcome. And then we start to say, is it just me? Am I the only one? Especially in hardships when you're in when, when you d- choose the Lord, when you stand firm in your faith, And somebody comes against you and says, Well, you're wrong for doing that. And that's the only voice that you hear. Here comes the roaring lion. You are alone. Remember when the Bible said you're supposed to be called to unity and you have nobody around you? Who are you going to turn to? You got nothing. You're alone. And loneliness opens the door for sin to be reestablished. Then you forsake the Lord just to have unity with another sinner. And now stand firm and take heart, knowing that you're not alone. This attack of loneliness is happening to so many people, to the brotherhood around the world. Pray for them, first of all. Maybe seek them out. Pray that you get to join your brotherhood. Somewhere out there, somebody is holding true to the word of God, just like you. And somebody is being tempted with loneliness, just like you. At some point, sooner or later, you're going to find them. God did not leave us to be completely alone. He calls us to community. At some point that will happen or he will call you home. This is not forever. So stand firm in the word. Be petrified in God's presence. Be imitators of God and his everlasting non-changing self. He who has ears, let him hear the roar of our adversary. Stand firm in your faith and take heart, knowing that the brotherhood is being tempted and attacked in much of the same ways. You are not alone, even when the devil shouts it in your ear. Fan that flame. Don't ever stop waving and stay blessed.